it was all a pipe dream Watching body boarding up on TV Deep at reef, watching tension repeats Eating bakery feeds at 18 Living the dream with no sunscreen Yeah, we were so keen Surfing Aussie pipe, buying Riptide G'day and welcome to the Riptide Bodyboarding Podcast The home of bodyboarding Thank you for joining us on episode 56 of our Verbal Journaling And I'm your host, Luke O'Connor well, um, we've had a couple of te- technical difficulties here at the start of this podcast, but it's not going to um, discourage us from continuing on. I have a very good friend here today. Um, he's been on the podcast once before, but we thought it's time to get back on, have a yarn, chew the fat as we always do, much like we did in the lineup today um, at a local reef that was flaring up. I'm sure we're going to touch on that in greater depth as the conversation moves on. He has a project in the works currently, which I'm very excited to talk to you all about, and I'm sure he'll share some insights with us today um, on his his common thread project. And um, I really enjoy the naming of that project, and I think that has a lot of hidden meanings inside of it, especially with the featured bodyboarders that he's chosen to um to place on this project. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Adrian Eminent to the potty, bros. How the fuck are you? I'm good, man. Thanks so much for having me on for a second time. Um, I'm actually surprised you want to hear my voice again. So, oh, turn uh, up. No, I'm stoked. I appreciate it. Oh, man, I would be always having you back on. We always have good yarns. And as I was only saying um, in the intro, dude, like the time we spent out in the lineup this morning at the island, she finally turned back on and, um, you know, didn't she just? It was um, yeah, it was special today. I uh, like I was I mean as to where to go. I was almost thinking about going north of Sydney, and then um, last minute, sort of late last night, I'm like no, nah, I've got to stay around Sydney because you know the island. If there was an opportunity for the island to turn on with that king tide that we had and the swell direction and it and it pulsing at a certain time through the day, I was like I've got to be around just in case. Um, and I'm so stoked I stayed. And I ended up staying like five or so hours in the water and, um, yeah, had the best time with everyone, including yourself. And it's just so good to be out there. Like, it's such a fun uh, – it's like a – I don't know. It's like it's like a big arena. I was describing this to someone the other day. It's like a big gladiatorial arena of the island, don't you think? Yo, what's happening, Boog Lords? Uh, Optus outages. I'm going to blame that for – the constant technical difficulties that we've experienced during this podcast. But that shit aside, Novi Premium, Magnitude 6, it's all popping off. The whole Riptide Cinema, there's new shit coming out. Um, if you haven't signed up, get in there, do your bit, sign up, and um, enjoy the rest of the podcast. All right, we're back with a couple of um, technical difficulties under wrap. Adrian, I think you were just going on about the gladiatorial features of the island. Oh, the, the gladiatorial features of, of that special place. It's um, it's something else. Like, I, um, yeah, that, that place, I'm sure, with many people, has actually helped me through some pretty tough times over the years, Like when I, especially when I was living back in Cronulla when I first moved there about, oh, geez, it would have been... I don't know, like 12, 15 years ago, maybe. Um, and I, it was kind of a place for uh, just escape from the realities at the time. And you know what that wave's like. You just become more and more drawn into it. And um, and the people that, that surf it and, and film out there and, and take photos. And it's just a really unique um, 
environment and it's, it's always been i think my escape and i'm sure uh, for many others too Oh man, a hundred percent. It's been my escape on many an occasion. And this morning too, like had to clear my head. Um, I probably should just stayed out there the whole time. I kind of semi blew it because I didn't, um, you missed blew it. Yeah. Almost a, eh? like I got, oh. I got an hour and a half, like from, from eight thirty to 10. So I got out about half an hour after you got out there. Mm. Um, and that was still pretty low a, eh? like, and it was still yeah. a bit more yeah. east and east and it started mm. going more from the peak and I left probably when, um, that two hour period pulsing where Jack mm. got that amazing, um, oh. one from the peak and drew that amazing line. And he was, he was like, that's a lifetime wave. I, I Hope yeah. people um, can reference what I'm speaking about here, and if, if they see it floating around, it's probably on the, I think it's on Bodyboard um, Kingdom Instagram, named as Andrew Lesser, but that's most certainly Jack Baker. And oh yeah. my goodness, wave of a lifetime today at the island. Hats off to the young man. Oh my god, and yeah, just with that direction and the fact that it was such a big tide and and the, the swell period as well, because usually out there, as you know, it doesn't really handle long period swells. It draws too hard off the reef, like anything over. A certain period you're like oh it's a bit red hot and it's sort of hard to have them link up all the way through but yeah there are some coming through today which were just ridiculous because of the sheer amount of water on that reef and um yeah some of the yeah most incredible moments i've captured out there for sure for sure man the 1.9 meter high tide even allowed me to get a session when everyone had gone in from 1 to 2 p.m about 1 15 to like 2 15 p.m mm-hmm and um, like us of the 1.9 meter high tide, like it still just had enough water just on the meter tide. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I surfed it solo for the last kind of like half an hour. Wow, yeah, right. Um, I was wondering and, who that was. I saw you take off like when I was in the car park. I was like, who's that out there still? But, yeah, I just wanted to get a couple more. And like obviously it was pretty wind blown by the end, but there was, I got one or two. Like I definitely got one that was was a time portal and I was, yeah. I was finally spat out in the channel and like, you mm-hmm. know, got my deserved juice but then i had one where i really pushed the envelope and thought i'm going to get around this this king mm-hmm. emperor here and it's going to like it's just going to let me in and i just couldn't get um around that wash and you know when you're out on the front of the wave and it's mm. drawing everything and you want to be inside of it you don't want to be out oh out man it's so scary it. oh dude <laughs> that next 10 seconds was the scariest i had all day knowing that yeah. there was not as much water on the reef when that yeah. happens you get pushed further towards the edge of the island it gets shallower and shallower as you yeah. go yeah. so it's just um it's riddled yeah. with you know consequences so yeah yeah all in all it was, it was a sick day glad no one what got hurt and there was so many good barrels to be had and just showcased why um, hopefully next year's challenge goes ahead because when it's on, it is one of the premier waves in the world, without a doubt. I, I absolutely. And um, the general public need to see this because it showcases high-performance bodyboarding and what the sport is really kind of all about, like within an Australian context um, and the core the core roots of, of booging as well because there are people out there that aren't necessarily doing, you know, big airs and, and tricks and that sort of thing, but, God, they can wrangle a barrel and um, – that is the way to kind of to show that and for people to prove themselves. So I can't wait to see who's in that comp and, you know, wild cards and um, other people are going to show up. It's a bit of a spectacle. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit of a spectacle. And hopefully the 20 riders um, that are selected through, like, you know, various criteria do um, come from all walks of life and mm-hmm. bring, um, yeah, the, 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 the best of, I guess, water ability to the event because – 
Yeah, you're going to need it. Hopefully we do get those sort of conditions that challenge people out there and, and do really um, separate the people that want to be there and the people that kind of are doing it for for show, which, you know, out of the 20 riders that, that are hopefully selected, I don't think anyone in that mix is going to just be for show, but it does push people to its limits, you know, and um, yeah. Yeah. definitely today there would have been a couple of moments where people had 50-50 decisions to make and I dare say the pullback ratio just from how east it was and how low it was yeah. at times, even still with the tide coming up, even at 1.4 metres, man. Oh, my goodness. Mm. It, was mm. it was psycho. I know. Just that water drawing off because of that period, I guess, you know, it's um, it changes the whole thing. Like there's so many waves. I remember you got a few at the start where it looked like you were going to come through them from the peak and the whole thing would just shut down between like, or the end of White Rock and, and the peak pretty much. And I was like, oh, my God, like, that looks gnarly. I do not want to be in there, eh? And you're just there, like, shaking off the cobwebs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I had some, um, yeah, I just had a bit of a personal battle recently. It was it was nothing really but just something that I was going through. And um, right. I was just out Did there. Did help, you reckon? Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, for sure. Because you just send yourself See. over the ledge knowing that, um, you have the ability to handle what's what's mostly in front of you, and unfortunately, mm. there are um, situations that yeah, and you can't really control. But um, it just sorts you out and and makes you feel reality once again, and just sure, make you understand sure. what actually is real. And, and yeah. don't worry about all this superficial shit, blah blah blah. And fuck, I'm so sorry if you keep getting these tings through this um, conversation because the phone is going hot recently with swell and all the work commitments and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, yeah. I don't want to continue rambling. I really want to get into the crux of it because we've, we've got you on to speak about common thread and I'd love to yeah. just go through um, how the journey started and, and what made you want to start this project. Um, well, thanks for asking, man. That like this to me has actually been something I've wanted to do ever since I was a little kid. I think for as long as I can remember, when I first started really, really frothing on bodyboarding, I would have been probably 14 or 15 or so. Um, and I just, yeah, I just had in the back of my mind, I don't know, I had this little thought in the back of my mind. I was like, one day I want to make something that's really special about the sport, but I didn't know what that was. And, um, uh, you know, it, it essentially sent me on this, this journey where I, um, pursued film as a as a career but bodyboarding was always a thing that really drove me and really sort of challenged me and pushed me forward like shooting in the water um and yeah i just i feel like i'm at a stage now professionally um that i'm happy to put my all into it and um give back to the sport that's given me so much and hopefully inspire a younger generation and um, existing bodyboarders to just give things a proper crack, I guess, and um, showcase to a broader audience exactly what the sport is and what it means to people and the really interesting characters that are embedded within the sport and how that culture or the community sort of just breeds these unique cats. You know, you've got people, and I can go into detail, um, about the film and why I've chosen particular people, but you know, people that do all sorts of interesting things outside of the bodyboarding. But I think that the common thread is that they all bodyboard and there's something there, there's something to that. Uh, I think it's a mix of things that the environment we're exposed to, the other people that we bounce off and uh, sometimes we're in sort of you know stressful, fearful situations, but that always 
helps us and it um it makes everything else in life a lot easier i'd say and um probably breeds a a unique type of person um and what else can i say about it um essentially it's this is something that i've just wanted to do and um hopefully it has ramifications throughout the rest of the sport and i just want to get it out there to as many people as possible um I plan on getting on a major streaming service and I'm lucky to have peers such as Steve Wall who produces excellent surf films and Spencer Frost and those guys have made their own pretty big surf films in the past and they've been able to reach a pretty broad audience and um, it's nice to have their guidance through this process too and I'm in touch with both of these guys and they've sort of helped me along the way. Which is and awesome. Guy Wilman, uh, I would dare say, would be and guy, guy as well. And I, I reached out to Guy as soon as they, you know, as soon as I saw the the Russia film that he and Steve made. How good is And Wall is undone, obviously, like both spectacular. Oh, so good, so good. He actually, like Guy, is a bit of an unsung hero, I think, um, within that film, and like he because he was always there shooting the documentary element of it so he was capturing what was happening story wise and i think that's so important and that's essentially how i'm how i'm building this film it's um it's meant to be a, a long form documentary that has a proper story that people can buy into because let's face it like no one wants to watch bodyboarding or bodyboarders from outside the sport because they don't understand it but they can buy into interesting people's stories so like to tell the story of the sport through these interesting people's eyes is is the objective of um, Common Thread. Yeah, sick, man. Dude, we've honestly had so many conversations, and, and the words that you're um that you're that you're laying down are just echoing back to me because the, <laughs> the prior chats in the lineup over the last probably half a decade at least, like w- wondering why and how and when we can get the sport back to where it needs to be. And as you said, just broadcast it to a broader audience to make sure that we're hitting markets that um, other sports are tapping into and, and getting revenue from because we deserve yeah. to be there from an, an extreme sport perspective. And, um, you know, you're so bang on. I I would just really um, wonder, like, did the WSL's model there when, when they laid down that um, – what was it like? It uh, was it a five or six part doco? Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what that's called, but done by the guys who did Drive to Survive. Yeah, that was exactly. I can't. I really should remember the name of that. But anyway, I yeah. thought that was very interesting, and that linked a mm. lot of characters within mm. surfing of the culture, which bodyboarding, as you've highlighted mm. already, has plenty of fucking characters. Like we are looming mm. in a really good way. Like there are so mm. many different people that just pick up a boot because they know it's the best craft to ride in heavy waves and just do so on the wreck. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's fascinating to see how um, that, that part of surfing over the last five years has grown in, in, mm-hmm. in regards to the general knowledge the public has on it, just from that inside perspective of that docker. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Would, would, would that now, be something common thread would be pushing? Oh, absolutely. Um, and then that, that series was just following the, the surfers that are on the, the tour. Um and there are people that are on the bodyboarding tour within this film, but there's also like the majority of them, as you know, like bodyboarders don't tend to really chase a lot of bodyboarders don't necessarily chase the comps or the hype or anything like that. They do it for the love of it. So it's more so telling their personal stories outside of the water that, are, um, you know, they might be talented 
DOPs, which is like a director of photography, similar to what I do, but Antonio Sareva would be the example of that in this film. And he's a, he, as you know, is, is a mate of both of ours. He absolutely shreds, but he's oh, a weapon shreds. behind the camera as well. So um, hopefully uh, with other people seeing the broad skill set that um, bodyboarders like can offer, they, you know, people can be drawn into watching something like this because they think, oh, you know, like these guys actually and girls, they're, they're interesting people, you know, like they're doing something different. They've got a different sort of perspective on life. Um, and yeah, through the, through the journey of their stories, we can, we can tell that. Um, and then I won't reveal how it is all going to sort of intertwine together, but um, hopefully that gives you the general gist of, of the, the direction of the film and, um, and where we're headed. Yeah, sick. Well, let, let's quickly go through the um, the the writers you've chosen, man. And you've got an all star star lineup and a very diverse lineup. And I think you you've handpicked these people extremely well. Um, I was very interested to see it come through today. You've got Shane Ackerman, obviously for his big wave feet. Um, feet. Antonio Savara was is just a smooth panther like person on a wave. Mm. Like, he's just so athletic yet so. So um, control, you know, just yeah, keeping things yeah. so well together. Josh Kirkman again is just has been in the sport for decades and is is extremely well versed in many waves and uh, obviously body surfing too. He seems an extremely yeah, his body surfing. He also does this. He is CEO for a non for profit called Surface for Climate, and that's actually yeah. the crux of why I chose Josh because Josh because we um, we've interacted on a professional level through other NGOs he's worked for, um, Ocean Impact Organization and others. And, um, we share similar, um, interests when it comes to ocean conservation. And, um, this is an opportunity for people to learn more about him because he is a pretty, very, isn't really intelligent person. He's well-spoken. And, um, I think he sets a good example for a lot of people as to what you can achieve if you're, you know, combining the love of the ocean and, and other sets of skills that you have. So, and not only that, you know, he is a great surfer and we, um, Josh and Antonio and I went to South Sumatra a couple of months ago and we spent a week over there and scored some great slabs and it was so good to hang out and, um, yeah, it was so good to learn more about those guys. And they already had a friendship that they'd made over in Portugal a couple of years ago too. So it, um, we all got along really well. It was just a good time. That's epic. That, I can't wait to see that part in the um, the flick. I remember seeing that on Instagram only, yeah, months ago and, and it looked, um, yeah, consistently pumping from the, the small glimpse that we got in. Moving on with Jeff Hubbard, how could you deny him being – in the film, obviously one of the greatest bodyboarders to ever do it. It doesn't need any further introduction. Joanna Schenker, um, you know, extremely well um, versed in, in the female bodyboarding scene and obviously multiple um, national and world title holding uh, writer. But again, her work in um, ocean conservation and a lot of the stuff she does in schools and brand ambassador work, uh, it's pretty impressive. And then Ian Campbell, an absolute you know, lord on the boog, world title holder, obviously world champion, and just um, someone who's very creative with his own social network and podcast. Um, I know he does hold um, a podcast every now and again, but more so his presence online with his, with his clips and his, um, his his YouTube presence. And then Adam Kesbar, who is someone so interesting, and I was so glad mm. to see him on the list, man, because, you know, mm. You've got a good relationship with Kesbar, as do I, and I've seen him surf numerous times at numerous slabs, and he 
blows oh, me. Kezzy's a lord. He's an Dude, absolute Most lord. people out of the water. He is so yeah. well-versed in heavy slabs. Yeah. He is a quirky individual. He's really he lives on. off the he's... land. He's just, yeah, yeah he's, he's epic, man. He's a really cool he's dude. Great. I'm so glad to see him in the flick. Well, he, he, he really speaks to that underground bodyboarder. So a lot of people might not know who he is, but um, on a sort of international stage, but he's like, you know, he's ducking and weaving and he's sort of like out of the limelight. Like, he'll go down and surf places that you and I know of in Victoria and he'll just surf it solo 12 foot because he can and he doesn't care, you know, like. In two does... wetsuits. What was that? Sorry. In two wetsuits, he's that, he's actually yeah. good as day. He yeah. lays up, man. He lays up. <laughs> exactly. He's such an interesting guy. And like, he's, he's really well-spoken. And um, I've interviewed uh, a bunch of these people. And he, like, I'd say that the interviews that I've done with Kesbar have been probably the most interesting so far. Like, he... He's got a lot to say. He's really switched on. And um, I think he just really communicates what it's like to be a bodyboarder to even people that surf or don't know anything about bodyboarding. And he tries to, you know, you know what it's like. You try to explain to someone like the layman that you do ride a boog. They're like, what do you mean? Like, you you know, you, you catch a whitewash or this and that. Like, he's, he's really good. <laughs> he eloquently He eloquently explains what it's like to feel like the bodyboarder too, you know? And, um, yeah, he's just a, a great guy to have in a film. So there's a couple of other names as well that I haven't confirmed, but there's one person that has a particularly big draw card from outside the sport, and I'm really excited to get them involved if it does happen. Um, and I think that will be pretty unique too. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Stoked to have already done a couple of trips. I went over to – um Tahiti at towards the start of the year with Ackerman and, and Russ Bjorki and we um we got really pumping tropes. It was a bit of a circus, but it was good to kind of tick that box and get some good story building stuff with those guys because they're good mates and and Russ, I got him in the film too and and speaking about bodyboarding and sort of sh- you know, shining the limelight on what it's like to view bodyboarders as like a professional big wave surfer and um He's such a legend. He's super supportive of the project too. So it's good to see that there's interest from the surfing community as well. Yeah, and he's one of those fellas that, again, have bridged the gap massively, you know, much like Harry Bryan or Noah Dean or, um, you know, even anyone from the kind of um, that that meshing underculture mm. that's currently brewing up through surfing and bodyboarding, Neil O'Riding, Mal riding, like, you know, it, it really feels that, like, the prejudice is slowly dropping away because foiling has become such a prevalent thing. Stand-up paddleboarding thrown in there. Everyone's understanding that those crafts all have their places. And yeah. through the use of social media, they're seeing that, um, you know, finally a positive comes out of it, that there are so many different ways to respect and ride waves and to have Russ come onto the film, man, and just lay down, mm. obviously, some real wisdom and truths as, as he would experience over the time just holds so much value for the film. For sure, for sure. And hopefully that, yeah, draws interest um, from the surfing community to watch it as well. So, yeah, super stoked that he was supportive of it. And, um, uh, yeah, never know what will happen down the line as far as linking up on further trips. I'm, I've got um, Portugal pretty much locked in from the first couple of weeks of January, and I'm hoping to get to Ireland at the same time, uh, depending on my schedule around that, that part of early next year. But, um yeah, I'll hopefully be linking up with um, Shane and um, 
I'm not sure if Russ is going to be over that part of the world, but definitely the Portuguese guys and Ian Campbell as well, who is a recent um, uh, addition to the project too. And I, I got in touch with him actually through the advice of Josh Kirkman because, I mean, I didn't really follow professionally professional bodyboarding at all for the past like six, seven years or so. Because, I mean, let's face it, I'm 40 years old. All I care about is actually riding myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not going to – I don't care really for the comps and that sort of thing. But um, Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I, yeah, I just heard that he was an interesting guy and he's he just seems to be putting forward a really good professional image and I feel like the sport is lacking a professional image and he's such a great person to um, – to uh, uh, put forward and, and be a bit of a bit of a speaker for it. So, yeah, really looking forward to catching up with Ian over there and seeing what he's doing with his his YouTube and his uh, his business with his clothing and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, definitely, man. And that part of the world always holds swells and and cold, frigid weather at that time of year. So, I'm sure the adventures are going to be. Um, short in daylight, but long in fucking good times. So let's put it that way. It's so sure. cool over there. It's probably the pinnacle of um, what well, one of the pinnacle places, you know, making up the the elite areas of, of big wave surfing, especially, mm. you know, when they get those bombing fucking swells. It looks so yeah. mutant over there. It's incredible. It yeah. Have you have you been over that way to Ireland? Man, unfortunately, I haven't. I, my, my name is actually Luke Aloysius Patrick O'Connor, so it's extremely oh, yeah. Irish, and I should <laughs> visit supposedly the motherland. I only have just seen um, a little bit of stuff coming back from... Um, no, you were born Declan. to do podcasts, eh? Say that again. Say your full name. Luke Aloysius Patrick O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. It's such a mouthful. It's such a Sorry. fucking Catholic upbringing. It's so classic having that many names in there. Um, but yeah, like a, a fella from down Osamir Way, um, Shanghai Dex, Declan. Shout out to Dex, absolute legend. He's been putting some stuff on Instagram recently from his trips over to Ireland and surfing Riley's and and hanging out with the crew over there. And mm-hmm. um, it looks so sick on all the pubs and just having a bit of Guinness yeah. and yeah. You know, big pies and and and. I mean, not, not like pies or such, but, you know, just big, like, pub meals and hearty kind of, yeah. like, just... Oh, man. It, yeah. You know what it makes me... It, it reminds me of... Um, have you... You know that film that Mickey Smith and Alan Wilson did called Dark Side of the Lens? Yeah, yeah. So that was actually the precursor. That was the thing that, like, got me off my ass and actually quit my job to pursue um, a career in, in film. What was that job you quit? Um, oh, at the time, like, I... Kind of, it's a bit of a long story. I went full, so I kind of went into production. I was a personal assistant for a well-known TV director in my early 20s and traveled, got some amazing experience with him and then fell out of advertising for a bit. And, and oh, I'm sure you were just carrying on around that time, Adrian. Can <laughs> oh, you imagine traveling oh, with a famous goodness. TV producer? Oh, Jesus, settle oh, down, Petal. Jesus. We kind of conversations we can have in a podcast, but it was, of course. Pretty, it was of course. pretty good. It was pretty oh, good. mate. Um, I, I know the big shark gets up to a feeding time, don't you worry. <laughs> oh, it was a good time. But, um, uh, after, yeah, so, like, left left that whole thing for a couple of years and, and came back into it. But, I, I like, it was a while. It was probably three years until I came back into pursuing that path. But um, I was working in marketing for a company selling, like, Apple products, essentially, and then I was like, fuck this. I do not want to sit behind a desk for the rest of my life. I'm, I've got to give this thing another crack. And so I was like, 
and I watched I watched Mickey's film. It sort of was around the same time. It would have been like 2010 or something. I can't remember when it came out. But um, uh, Alan, I actually knew from the Central Coast. We sort of grew up surfing the same waves together. And I watched this thing. I was like, this is so bloody inspiring. It like gave me sort of um, shivers. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to pursue something. And so I just literally quit my job within a week, moved over to the States, like knocked on doors and agencies and stuff. And like pr- pretty much like crawling back into the network that I uh, was lucky enough to be a part of a few years before that. And then just kept chipping away, chipping away. And then eventually sort of turned the whole filming thing into um, a living. But it, it was that movie that was the thing that really lit up a fire up under me. And um, I hope that, common thread has that kind of um thing for people who watch it who who might be you know inspired to really pursue a, a dream of theirs um i don't who knows never know but it'd be cool if it worked yeah definitely man i think just outlaying um you know your dreams and your goals and your passions through a creative project like this is just such a, a good outlet eh? and people need to mm. see it and as you've had so much time around the sport it's only fitting um, that, you know, this all comes together at like, this time in your life. I just wanted to know, like, on the release dates and times, like, when are you looking to get this project out and what's the kind of timeline? Um, I've got a rough timeline of hopefully getting a premiere out by the end of next year. I want to give this project enough time for it to be, yeah, something that I'm really um, proud of and... I also want to, I, yeah, I just don't want to leave any stone unturned So because this is the thing that I've had in my mind for so long now, ever since I was 14. It's like I can't put something out that's almost there. I just really have to finish it properly. So, um, yeah, I'm just giving it enough time and, and hopefully hopefully there isn't another pandemic or something else that gets <laughs> in the way. But, um, yeah, end of next year, I'd say. And the idea is to, for it to have movie releases and then eventually – hopefully sell it to a, um, a streaming platform and get it on, get as many eyes onto it as possible. Yeah, sweet. And will the common thread be broken down into to parts or will it just be more of like a one um, solid uh, block? It's a hard one because I've shot so much already on just a handful of trips that we've done and there's like a lot of good content in there. But at the same time, I think that like a single film would be punchy if you really hit the nail on the head. Um, because a, a drawn-out series, it might be tricky to execute as well. If I want to do premiere screenings, I can't just show you back-to-back episodes kind of thing. I think that, like, one solid film um, in the feature-length length, which would be, like, maybe, I don't know, close to two hours, I think that would be something to work towards. Um, but I have gone back and forth in my head as to whether I do do a series of them, but I think that just one strong film makes a lot of sense. Yeah, certainly. I mean, you, you can skin a cat multiple ways, can't you? And I guess, mm. um, like, however you outlay it, it's still going to have the same sort of um, feel and vibe and, and footage, man. I, I, I'm, I can't wait to see it, eh? It sounds so sick. Again, the the places you're going, to, ticket off Tahiti is, is like one of the, the things that, you know, like, again, one of the majors out there that everyone wants to – it's amazing that place, eh? Yeah, like what 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 was your experience over like that? And did did, did the boys go ham? Was it like 10, 15, 40? Yeah, like, what, yeah what was it, it wasn't 
like the the swell was as you would know the swell was really hyped up so we were expecting it to be bigger than what it was it was probably like 12 foot on the bigger ones but um oh this uh, was the swell that everyone was blowing up about, was they were, about yeah that unfortunately everyone went over there with their tow boards they still carried yeah. on and kind of towed it when it was probably just a paddle day yeah exactly um, but we were lucky because so like the morning of when that swell was meant to arrive, um, Ackerman dropped me off on a ski. We had access to the rebel skis because we were with Russ and Connor. So we were stoked with that for a start, but we got out there before everyone and they dropped me off in the water and I was the only person in the water for like 20 minutes. And it was the most ridiculous thing to be in like these 10 foot plus mechanical dream like there were like seabirds everywhere the sky was like purple and i've never seen anything like it eh? and then it took a while for everyone else to rock up but then the whole day was just chockers and a uh, bit of a circus but uh like it was worth it for those 20 minutes alone and then shane and um russ got a few at the start and we were there for a few days leading up to it as well and had fun chopes like some eight to ten foot days too um, I yeah, love so how that's just fun, Chope. Just eight to ten yeah. foot. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Especially with those two. I mean, like we're talking about oh, Shane Ackerman and Russ Bjerk, so I guess that yeah. is just warm up, Chopes. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, for sure. But um, no, it was it was a really good time. And I've got to say, man, like shout out to Cyclone Lucy. That was her first trip, I think, shooting with her underwater camera set up. And then you saw what she shot at um, Shippies not long after that. Can yeah. you see how ridiculous the size of those things were? Like, this is someone that's, like, never shot water before and suddenly she's swimming, like, 15-foot ship stands. Like, I know so many people that film and, and take photos in the water and they'd never go out in that, but she was getting amongst it the second time she's trying that sort of thing. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's so, insane um, to see how yeah. high, high the bar's, um, bar's been set. And I guess, yeah. you know, with like Luce coming into the sport a little bit later on, like picking it up like, like young-ish and then kind of falling back in love with it a bit later on with um, Shane as a, a, mm. a boyfriend at the moment. Man, like... Yeah, peas in the pod, those two, eh? Yeah, and, it's, and yeah, it is. that. Well, sorry, they are, but it is epic to see how she's just had the perfect introduction to big wave bodyboarding because... Yeah, here you go. This is a normal surf. This is what we're. It's not like starting from scratch and going down exactly. the straight to the blah, top. Blah. Yeah, Shane and I were talking about this. Hey? We were laughing because we we're like, like Lucy's literally just jumped on an elevator and gone straight to the top. Yeah, <laughs> so cool, man. Like it's so good. It's so good. But also so good. too, it's a it's a it's a two way street in where she is handling herself extremely well oh, and man. just she's, taking she's an it. Animal. Yeah, the opportunity with both hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's so sick. So cool, man. Yeah, but um, no, that that trip was awesome. And yeah, having done Sumatra a couple of months ago and a a trip down to to Vico, next year I've got Portugal and Ireland and then hopefully squeezing February around – so squeezing Hawaii in February and then towards the middle and back half of the year – um, South Oz for sure. South Oz has to be in there because it's such a special place. As you know, I just need to go back and oh, get some good stuff. Uh, for sure, man. That caps off everything so well. Even if you didn't score anywhere and then just got pumping waves there, that could just fill up half a film so easily. For sure. And then there's a couple of um, Aussie guys that are actually 
taking on the world tour next year and we've spoken about maybe going over to Chile together too. So maybe, maybe Chile pending money and time and all that sort of stuff, but it'd be great to actually get, you know, some South Americans in the film too, because obviously the sport is not necessarily, well, it's definitely not as big and prosperous as it was years ago here in Australia, but there are other parts of the world where it's really, really come into its own. And um, I think it's yeah, super important to showcase those places. Oh man, one hundred percent. Watching the IBC finals at Fronton only a couple of days ago, and just um, that Robin Liegro, Negro. Um, was that again, the kid that was doing like innies to air reverses? Yeah, inverses and then scorpion reverses, where he's just hitting like these crazy inside three to four footers at Fronton mm. with this almost like slight ruffling chop coming into it, and just getting so much pop out of it, and watching. Um, you know, him and, and so many other competitors on that tour, man, like is, there's definitely um, some incredible bodyboarding going on all around the world. And, dude, when you're referencing the guys going over, you're talking from the Australian contingents, um, none other than the legends, Tommy Morris, Mickey Pez, and Liam Lucas. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Sick. That's really cool. That's a really yeah. nice little um, contingent going over, and I hope – Kane Brewer can get there and yeah. um, Ryan Hillsmith and, and, and he's with fellas, eh? And just, yeah, yeah get up him. For sure, man, for sure. Um, yeah, Liam's surfing really well at the moment too. That's someone who I've got pretty cool shots of already in the film, so it'd be good to get more stuff with him over there. And um, he's someone who yeah, has a really interesting perspective as well and, um I'm getting him on camera shortly, actually, to talk about some of the some of the the pros and the cons of trying to chase it as a young up and comer burger and how difficult it is in an industry such as our own. So um, he's definitely got a few things to say, and um, I'm sure that people will find uh, what he has to say pretty interesting. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure Liam um, won't be short of sending a shockwave out. Let's, let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, yeah. especially so for that. Yeah, that's sick. And I guess yeah. won't touch on it too much, but he has been dealt um, a pretty tough hand at times in the mm. last couple of years when it has come to, um, let's just say, reimbursement from from, mm-hmm. from brands. So yeah, it's yeah, that'll be really interesting, man. And, and again, that that is tied in with the common thread of everyone dealing yeah. with those day-to-day stress and bodyboarding, especially at the top level where people are trying to make a living and they are scratching um, their head going, where the fuck are my pennies going? Um, And, and, and why am I putting all this on the line just to write a uh, 41, 42 inch piece of foam generally? Yeah, for sure. sure. It must be like hitting your head up against a brick wall, you know, if you really take, trying to take it seriously. So for sure. And I think until they're incentivized and properly, um, you know, uh, just just sort it out with fuck mm-hmm. a little bit of coin, man. Like, come mm-hmm. on. I can't put it more frankly enough. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you're going around and getting content for brands all around Australia and all the world, you know, your travel budget has to be within 20 to 30K. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you can't expect to take a filmer. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and, and that's only covering probably three to four trips. And I'm serious oh, about sure, that. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, and, yeah. And, that, and that's doing it tight. Like you, you do a yeah. couple of local ones, you do a couple of international ones. And, and then, and then with, with, without that money, you are fronting up and working your clacker out yeah. at some fucking casual job that is maybe paying good rates. <laughs> but the only reason you're getting those good rates is because like you are working an unoffic. Uh, 
What's good? You all right there, brother? <laughs> my dog's going nuts in the background. Eh? Oh, really? So, yeah. My, my, no, that's... Holly, come here. Yeah. She's, uh, she's, heard, sure. she's actually probably, uh, she's just, she's, she heard something outside, but it's really just a cry for attention because I'm, oh. I'm on the phone. But um, I guess yeah, you know, beautiful dogs get needy, you know what I mean? It's just... That's it, exactly. That's right. Yeah, I left her at home all day and I neglected her while I was in the water. So, so I've only got myself to blame. Yeah, she's she's definitely paying you back. She's paying you back, <laughs> yeah. um, dude. But yeah. I, I I won't keep any longer, man. It was um it was it was so good fucking chatting about the up and coming common thread, and, and we should probably chat again, maybe in like maybe three, four, five months time. Just oh, like, I'd love know. to. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Get uh, it down the line. Yeah, thanks again for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. It's um yeah, it's cool that you guys are supportive of of what I'm doing, and obviously you you kind of get that I'm trying to elevate the sport ultimately that's the goal but um yeah i can't wait to see how things develop and i'll keep you all in the loop yeah man like most certainly and i guess really when you think about it timing um and you don't put any like, again projects can be finished quicker or, or or take longer than expected but like with all the comps and everything next year like and people possibly over mm. in a day at that time like yeah, a premiere around that, that that time wouldn't be such a bad idea, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you talking about Island Comp? Yeah, I'm just you? thinking like June, July. I, wish, I know that I wish I had finished. the time for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I'm going to need about, fuck, I'm going to need months for post-production. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> With all this the, is, this even from today. Like how much yeah, did you get yeah. today again? Oh man, like 150 minutes of like slow mo. It's ridiculous. Oh, like, yeah, I'm not going to bore people with that in the film, but like it's just and that like it's all the other documentary stuff that is just piling up. Like there's there's a yeah, it's it's going to be a mammoth mammoth project to to cut. But um, I'm sort of chipping away at it each time that we do go somewhere, and um, yeah, it's really starting to take shape. So stoked. Giddy up, bro, giddy up. Well, as it takes further shape, we'll have to chat you down, chat to you down the line and, um, yeah, see where it's at, bro. But, again, thank you for your time and um, see you in the water. It's easy. Thanks, pleasure. Happy days, bro.
I'm tired of taking away 